0: Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back podcast. TK. I
1: like this TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all up by action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball. You know that it's magic. Post move deadly. Yeah, it get tragic. Look with the ball. Yeah, it get nasty. He'll drop thirty. Don't gotta ask him. Luca with the step back thirty. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Three pointer, yes sir. Taking the three after
0: the pump.
1: Now you got my boy Chris Stabbs looking like Duncan Nash in the gap. They just wanna ring, wanna fit a gap on your
2: team here. How's it going everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Goran Dragic. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I after looking on my timeline there, you know, I I just naturally uh, had to start out that way. But this is the Math Step Back podcast, even though, you know, we've had some really in depth discussions lately <laughs> about how about how you were you were right during the offseason that that was probably a big mess up. So just wanted to start out.
0: Well, Dalton, <laughs> I'm always right. Just <clears throat> more so in that case than usual. Well,
2: that that's the attitude that uh that the Mavs and like and Rick Carlisle <laughs> have taken in their first little stretch here in the bubble that, you know, the first two games, there were some really questionable decisions by Carlisle, the, the team itself, you know, uh, they were just, they couldn't finish down the stretch. Uh, the Houston game was brutal. Um, let's see in that game, it was 85. I forgot the, the actual halftime score. I think it was 85, 75 or something like that. But anyway, uh, Definitely expected them to win that game, and then to be up seven with 45 seconds left uh, in the fourth, and to have that game go into overtime somehow, that's that's just unreal to me. I, I don't see how how that happened, but, uh, and then...
0: In, the Rockets had a .3% chance of winning that game. Right,
2: right, it was unreal. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it was, oh, and another thing that made that, I was thinking, like, man, how are, how, how does this game feel so painful? Like, we've had games where the Mavs have had big leads and they end up blowing it and losing at the end, but it hasn't quite been, you know, as painful as what that one was. And then, I think it was ESPN stats that, that tweeted it out, you know, all time, or at least in, since they started, you know, recording this kind of stuff. When a team has at least a seven point lead with under a minute left, historically, they were two and 711 before going into that game. <laughs> and now they're three and 711. <laughs> three out of 712. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that was just brutal. And, uh, you know, you figured after something like that, they'd come back out and, you know, play really well and, and bounce back. And then Phoenix, you know, that it was kind of the same thing. They had a, a big lead. They couldn't hold on to it. And then they couldn't uh, finish down the stretch to bring that one home. Which, given Phoenix, they they're playing really well. Devin Booker, about... Uh, 30 minutes before we got on to record here, he beat the Clippers at the buzzer. Uh, so they're 3-0 and in the bubble, and they're playing really well. So that loss to the Suns looks a little bit better. But still, you know, we didn't expect the Mavs to come out and lose their first two uh, bubble games. And it was looking kind of scary here, you know, when they played the Kings. Um, they, uh, it, I mean, it really was. It was brutal, and you really didn't get the sense that the Mavs were going to win this game until, you know, the later part of the fourth quarter, which even then, I mean, (laughs) after what had happened in the previous two games, we were still kind of skeptical, but, uh, you know, it went into overtime and uh, the Mavs took care of business and Luca, he was just otherworldly, 34 points, 20 rebounds, uh, 12 assists. Uh, He is... He's only the uh, the tenth. I'm sorry, the eleventh player in NBA history to record a uh, thirty point, twenty rebound, ten assist stat line, and he's also the youngest player in NBA history uh, to record that stat line in a game. So, uh, the previous youngest was Oscar Robertson. He was uh, twenty three years old. So, that's pretty cool. Luca, he went. He went like full. Uh,
0: he went Super Saiyan. He
2: went Super Saiyan against the Kings, and, uh, I mean, it was great to see, and I saw some, I can't remember who pointed it out on Twitter, but it kind of felt like, you know, back in Dirk's prime, when the Mavs just, you know, sometimes his teammates just couldn't get things going, and, um, you know, Dirk would just have these games where he was just like, I'm not letting us lose, and he would just carry the team to a win, and that's what Luka did, um, I mean, he did have a little bit of help in this one, too, but for the most part, when the Mavs needed it the most, he stepped up in a big way, and I think that this is more of the the Luka we're going to see in the playoffs, because he played 43 minutes, I think he'll play 40-plus a night in the playoffs, given the, the Mavs' depth issues right now, um, and I think we'll see some absurd stat lines, too. Uh, and I mean, look, the numbers were great, but he also had two, you know, he had two blocks and he played some really good defense. I mean, yeah. for the mo- did you get to watch any of that game?
0: Oh, I wrote the recap.
2: Okay, well, I, <laughs> I did,
0: <laughs> so yes, I guess I, but here's, here's the way I'm looking at the game. Um, Nobody on that team deserved a win. Except for Luca, everyone else played like absolute dump. And, I mean, Dorian picked it up in the fourth quarter. He had 16 rebounds. That was nice. Um, but the rest, all the way around, the rest of the team, they didn't deserve it. Luca deserves basically all the credit in my mind. Um, I won't. That would have been a blowout without him. I
2: won't go that far. I will say that Luca deserves it the most. For how he played, but I won't. I won't exactly go that far. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. He had a a pretty good bounce back performance from his uh, 0 of eight from three night the other night.
0: Yeah, he was three of nine. Way better. Well,
2: hey, that's better than nothing. And he had twenty two, and he had uh, five rebounds to go with it. I mean, it, it wasn't the best performance, but he hit seven of his eight free throws, which is nice. Dorian Finney-Smith, 16 points, 16 rebounds, despite shooting 4 of 13 from the field. How about Finney-Smith getting to the line nine times? He hit seven of his nine free throws.
0: Yeah, the Mavs also missed 11 free throws as a team, which kind of bothered me. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think the reason it bo- this bothers me so much um, is because I kind of consider the Mavs to be in a different tier than the Kings. Yeah. <clears throat> So to struggle with them for that much, uh, or for that long, and then for it to take overtime, and uh, otherworldly performance by Luca—you know, one point away from being the first player since 1976 to have 35, 20, and 12 in a game—it's
2: pretty crazy. Um,
0: and that, and that was Kareem. And it took that to beat the Kings by four in overtime. That's not a good sign to me. Yeah, it's good that they got a win. They finally got that off their. You know, like they got the monkey off their back, so to speak.
2: Well, that's what I was about to say. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to beat a slump like that, and I think it was I think it's more psychological than anything else at that point. Because I mean, honestly, this isn't this isn't me being a Mavs homer when I say this. You know, even though I could be, but I'm not. Objectively speaking, the Mavs should be three and O. Like, there's they they shouldn't have let those other two games slip. But for whatever reasons. They just weren't able to execute down the stretch, especially in the Houston game. Uh, you know, that they had double-digit leads in both of those games, and they should have held on and won those games. So,
0: I mean... Well, it's been happening all year. Yeah. So that that's, that's concerning to me, and why I, I'm not hugely optimistic about the rest of the bubble in the playoffs is because of their failures in the clutch all season long. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, they. It didn't help that Seth was out today. Um, it doesn't help that they're missing. Um, Dwight and Jalen Brunson, and and you know, it's <clears throat> it makes it more difficult when you don't have you know, arguably three of your top six or seven players. But they should still beat the Kings more easily than that. Uh although the the bubble's been weird. I mean, Brooklyn beat the Bucks today. Yeah, 8 18 so, point favorite. Milwaukee
2: know. was an 18 point or almost 19 point favorite against the the Nets and the Nets beat them and you know that's that's probably going to be the first round matchup uh in the East, Bucks versus Nets. So you know that gives the the Nets a little
0: bit of confidence. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> I think I mean that's what I'm saying, man. The bubble's so weird. It's it's almost like early season basketball all over again, where like anybody, um, anybody can beat anybody, right. and it's just like we won't really know anything until like you know the end of the month, <clears throat> which in this case is like you know two weeks into the playoffs. So yeah. I don't know. But it, it's it's gonna be a weird next five games, and probably a weird first couple rounds in the playoffs yeah
2: and i mean i just i think it's gonna take a little you know and luca he mentioned it i, I listened to his uh comments to the media after after that that win today and you know he even kind of was talking about even though that the mavs are pretty much locked into the seventh spot i mean they're they could they could move up in certain scenarios but realistically they're probably going to stay in the seventh seed now since they lost those first two games and he was just talking about how he would they were going to use these next five games to continue to you know build back up that chemistry and uh, you know the consistency that they had before the season ended and when you think about it I mean yeah they played some scrimmages but the the lineups were kind of wacky for a couple of those and Luca and KP, and I mean, I don't think any of them played more than three quarters in any of them, uh, and then, you know, this is the third game back today, after a four-month layoff, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm disappointed with how this has started, but, I mean, I'm still, I'm still cautiously optimistic for what the Mavs could do going forward, because if Luca is playing like he did today, the Mavs have a chance to win against whoever they're playing on any given night if he's playing that way, I mean, and then they might not win. But when he's playing that way, they have a chance to win, and that's really all you can ask for going into the playoffs.
0: I wish I had your confidence.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's an irrational, you know, stance. I think if you look at how he played today, and you just you you envision him playing that way, even against the Clippers. I mean, look at the Clippers. They played the Sun. We should have...
0: If they play that way against the Clippers, they're going to get dump trucked.
2: I mean, I understand that. But I'm just saying, if the rest of... Like, if Luca's is playing that way, in a way that's like, I'm not going to let the team lose, and they're just, you know, enough to let them at least hang around, they have a chance to win the game. Even if, you know, some of the other guys aren't on their, their A games. But...
0: Uh, hopefully they'll have seth back for that game yeah yeah seth even seth, though he's been playing like dump lately
2: seth curry was out today uh the kings they've been without marvin bagley so they were down a player but uh but yeah i mean like i said if if the first get if the first two games went the other way i mean i bet you'd have a a different tone about it right now matt obviously because because <laughs> they'd be three and oh but the point is, they had a very, very real chance to win both of those, and they just they just let it slip.
0: So, uh, hopefully. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. Um, my thing is, they didn't go another way. So, and I've seen that so many times this year, it just freaks me out.
2: Yeah, and I, that's un that's, that's understandable too. But I mean, I I've said it all along, even even before the NBA was suspended, you know, previous podcasts over the course of this season, I've said that I really think that Luka's going to step up his game to another level once we get to the postseason. He did it uh, his entire time in Europe with Real Madrid, you know, in the biggest spots, in the biggest moments, he showed up uh, – and he hasn't been to the NBA playoffs yet, and I know it's—I know it's a different level of competition, and it's going to be a different atmosphere, you know, not having fans and everything in the bubble. But I just think it's kind of in his DNA. I think he's going to take it up another step, and I think the Mavs are going to be more competitive than what most people think. Uh, I don't want them to play the Clippers. I would like for them to avoid the Clippers if at all possible. But, you know, if they do end up playing the Clippers, I think they'll find a way to make it competitive. I don't think they'll win the series, but, uh, I mean, I I do think anything's possible when you have Luka playing the way he's playing. What do you consider competitive? I think they could win a couple games. You know, maybe even if the Clippers win the series, maybe it's like a 4-2 series. I could see them getting hot like they did against Houston uh, and you know just, just out offencing the
0: <laughs> the Clippers for a couple games and like I said see go ahead my, my, my version of competitive is even if they lose in five or they get swept as long as the games are close I'm not going to be upset because the Clippers are a juggernaut and they are a very bad matchup for the Mavs and they're I think they're going to beat the Lakers personally in the Western Conference finals and play the Bucks in the, um, in the finals. And, um, but if they, if they're just competitive in each game, I think that's a good sign going forward. I mean, um, and I think they, I, I think can't think really ask more be. than that. Cause they're going to be completely outgunned. Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, look, I, I really do think they will be. And, uh, I mean, look, it's not, like I said before, it's not set in stone that, you know, that's going to be the first-round matchup. Not yet. That's what we think it's going to be. But, you know, uh, after the Suns beat the Clippers, uh, the Denver Nuggets, they're only one game behind the Clippers for the two-seed. And so it's kind of this weird situation where <laughs> where the Mavs play the Clippers on Thursday, and it's kind of like we have to beat the Clippers <laughs> to possibly avoid playing the Clippers in the playoffs. <laughs> So it, yeah, So it, 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 it's a weird scenario for sure, but <laughs> that's what we're dealing with right now. And, uh, and then the Mavs, they're two games behind OKC for the sixth seed, uh, two and a half games behind Utah for fifth. So, and with five games left. So that's, that's why I say it's, it's, you know, probably not going to happen with the Mavs moving up, but there's still, there's still a chance. But, uh, looking at the Mavs schedule, like I said, on Thursday, they'll play the Clippers. That's, you know, more than likely that's going to be a, a first-round playoff preview. And, uh, you know, the first time they played the Clippers, they just got completely throttled. Uh, it was 114-99. to uh, Luka, he, he only scored 22 points, but, I mean, he, he just had a really rough go of it that night. Uh, the second time they played... Luca went off for 36, 10, and 9, and they only lost by three. It was 110 to 107.
0: Uh, Was that game in L.A.? No, that one was in uh, Dallas. Oh, that was in Dallas. Did they play both games in Dallas? I can't remember. It was so long ago.
2: Uh, Let's see. The first one,
0: yes. Yeah, they played them both
2: in Dallas. The second one, Luca played much, much better. Uh, 36, 10, and 9. They lost by three. So... They play the Clippers Thursday, and then uh, Saturday, they'll play the Milwaukee Bucks. That one's on ESPN. Thursday's game is on TNT. Uh, And then next week, they'll finish up their bubble schedule uh, against the Utah Jazz on NBA TV. And then they'll uh, play the Trailblazers Tuesday and the Phoenix Suns again on Thursday, on August 13th. And then... The following Monday, uh, you know, when the playoffs are just getting started, we're planning on having a very special guest for you guys. Uh, I kind of hinted at it on the <laughs> on our Step Back Mavs Twitter page, but I'm not going to announce it on here yet. But we do have a very special guest set up to come on the pod on the 17th, and I think y'all are going to love it. But
0: Yes, it's been in the works for a while, and we're excited.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> say this: uh, it was going to happen this week, but due to the special guest, uh, his uh, what what what's the word here?
0: <laughs> prior engagements. <laughs>
2: yeah, a prior engagement with filming, he had to uh, reschedule for the seventeenth. But anyway, Matt, last five games of this schedule. I mean, what are you expecting now since the Mavs finally got the. Uh, the monkey off their shoulder, so to speak.
0: Uh, I just want them to go 500. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to. Um, because they have five games left, three of them against very tough teams. Um, really four if you count Portland. They already lost to the Suns once. So well, here, all five games are going to be up in the air. Here, Dan Willard scares the crap out of me.
2: We'll see with the with the Blazers being the second to last game, there is a possibility that you know they could be eliminated by then. Because uh, I don't know if you've looked at Portland's schedule, but it's absolutely brutal from this point out. Um, I, I honestly think that the San Antonio Spurs have a better chance of making it as the eight seed than than Portland does at this point. And the Grizzlies, you know, they're holding on. They're two games up on both the the Blazers and the Spurs. But then uh, it got announced that Jaron Jackson Jr. Tore, tore his meniscus. He's out for the rest of the season, so that's a big blow to them. Uh, definitely takes some excitement out of that potential first-round matchup with the, the Lakers and the Grizzlies. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be – I think the Spurs probably have a little bit better chance. And if the if – the, Trailblazers are eliminated by the time they play the Mavs. You might not see them playing their normal guys, you know? Uh, you know, Milwaukee, They we play, uh, Mavs play them Saturday. So, if they have clinched the top spot in the East by then, I mean, what are they going to do, you know? <laughs>
0: I I don't know. That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, we just don't know. Uh, how these last games are going to go if, if uh, you know the Bucks clinch if teams are eliminated the last two teams there the Suns and the Trailblazers if they're both eliminated are they going to risk you know getting some of their guys hurt for meaningless games I don't know I don't know we'll have to see how it goes but I'm with you I mean I if they play 500 ball from here on out that's fine with me my main thing is, just don't let Luca or KP, or just any of the main contributors, don't let them get hurt. Let's go into the postseason healthy. You know, uh, we've already had a couple scares with Luca. He, uh, he jammed up his thumb or something today against the Kings, and that was a scare. He got it taped up, and he was fine, obviously, but stuff like that, uh, you hope he doesn't tweak an ankle again, uh... Just as long as we go into the postseason with a healthy Luca, healthy KP, I think anything's possible. So, and look, before we uh, before we get off here, I did want to mention about Dorian Finney-Smith because he, like you said, he had sixteen points. He had a career-high sixteen rebounds over the Kings, even though he, you know, shot horrible from the field, four of thirteen, but. Uh, the Mavs are 7-1 and one this season when he gets 10 rebounds, and he had six uh, offensive rebounds today. He was a team high plus 13. So, I mean, it's like we saw earlier in the season when he's super active and he is, you know, getting boards and uh, playing his really tough perimeter defense and he's fully engaged, he's a difference maker. And I think we're going to have to have that version of Finney Smith, and we're going to have to get guys like Maxi Kleba. He's going to have to shoot better than what he has so far in the bubble. Uh, let me look up Kleba real quick. He was one of four today. So I want to say that he's, let's see, two of, I think he's two of 12 from three so far in the bubble. That's not going to cut it. He's got to shoot closer to that forty percent mark, you know, that he was at earlier this season. But anyway, that's what I think. I think you know, Luke and KP, they'll be fine as long as they're healthy. But then I think those those two guys in particular have to be hitting their shots for the Mavs to make some noise in the playoffs. So that's my closing thoughts. What do you got?
0: Uh, everybody's got to play better. Um, let's not give players who don't need to be taking shots late shots um let's let's not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna drop names um i'll say it i'll let's, say it. let's clean it up a little bit
2: <laughs> i'll say it so you don't have to but <laughs> there was that one at the end of regulation and that that king's win uh luca was uh, switched off to a, a big I can't, I can't pronounce his name believe how do you say his name
0: Bielitsa, something like that. Oh, yeah,
2: wow. well, he was switched on to him, and there was like 30 seconds left, and he could have easily blown by him and gotten the layup or, you know, found a corner three shooter or something like that. But he went to Dorian Finney Smith early, and Finney Smith went, <laughs> he shot the three despite, you know, not having a good shooting night. And that was just like, oh, that made me think of the end of the Phoenix game when the Mavs had a chance to win it, and they went to Tim Hardaway Jr., who was. <laughs> 0 of eight from three on the night. So, yeah, I don't agree with that. I, I think they need to play it a little bit smarter. Let their let their superstars try to bring them to a win. So, anyway, all right, guys, that's gonna do it for another episode of Math Step Back Podcast. Uh We appreciate all the support you give us on a weekly basis. Uh, if all goes according to plan, we'll be giving you a recap pod this thursday after the math the clippers be sure to like rate and subscribe on all the major platforms all of your favorite platforms and definitely go check out our youtube page as well we appreciate it guys y'all have a good rest of the week
1: take a step back reminiscing about the old days when i hooped outside with my friends and drunk that old jay crossover doing step backs in a pair of chains. these days i'm about my chips like a bag of legs i ain't lying when i tell you people ain't the same how you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar. I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot. Of. Looked up the dirt and MJ instead of blue collar. Excited at the idea of being a true baller. Riding in the Benz of copper and pollen. Feeling like I made it, now they trying to holler. This how we thinking life's supposed to be. Media keeping all my friends close to me. Beating me, all the lies and propaganda in my eyes I've been here forever, they thinking that I just arrived Now step back and go on more of a letter I treat this rap game like it's target practice And I ain't even got to aim And might head headshots just for saying my name Now I'm 18, they say I'm acting different Labels call my phone, but I'm lacking interest Ain't talked to my friends in a while Ain't smile like this in a while I'm out Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that old Crossover, Cross over doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm my chips like a bag of Lays I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot Remember when we used to wish to be grown Until we got out on our own, for real not a ball in my car. If I don't shoot my shot, the people sending me home. Took a step back, so I've been reminiscing. Paris told the truth, wishing that we listened. But life is the best teacher. All this jibber jabba, homie, I'ma keep it authentic. All these people criticized, and now one of them did it. All our parents had dreams, and now one of them lived it. As soon as you look up, man, time to pass you by. I'm just 19, in the minute I'll be 50. Learn from the past and apply it to the present. We all got a gift, and I treat mine like a present. Oh my God, I swear I'm preaching like a reverend. To the day I die, they'll never give me my credit. Take a step back, reminisce about the old days. When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ. Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm about my chips like a bag of legs I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame? Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot Mississippi in the house 707